0: us turning our words, the Word of God, to our Bibles, to John chapter 11, verses, uh, and I invite you to actually go to your Bible because we'll be reading more than what we have here printed in our bulletins. We'll be reading verses 1 through 16, and you have in your bulletins verses 7 through 16, as last week we cover part of this part, which is verses 1 through 6. So we're reading from the book of John, chapter 11, uh, verses 1 through 16. This is the word of God. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary, her sister, Martha, and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God the Jews were just now seeking to stone you, and are you going there again?" Jesus answered, "Are there no 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble, because he says he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. After saying these things, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awake him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will recover. Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought that he meant taking rest in a sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died, and for your sake I am glad that I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. And Thomas called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we might die with him. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that. We can read these words knowing that they are revealed by you and that you have given us the Holy Spirit to understand them, to have faith in what we read here. And we pray for anyone who has not yet received the Holy Spirit. We pray for anyone who is not yet born again, that you might send into his heart the Holy Spirit so so that he might believe as well. And we pray for each one of us, Lord, that as we consider these verses that you minister to our lives, to our hearts, strengthen our faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. One of the wonderful and powerful things about the Word of God, the Bible, is that every time we open the Bible and we read it, God is speaking to us directly. God is transforming our hearts through his power, through the words that he has placed here in the Bible. And think about this. We are reading about an event that happened about 2,000 years ago. And it is not because we go and read something that happened about 2,000 years ago, or maybe if, we, if you go le- late in the Old Testament or even back in the Old Testament and read about events that happened more than 2,000 years ago, and we just try to get a good uh, lesson from this history or stories that, we are, that the Word of God speaks to us. But it is because God is in His divine providence orchestrated, organized all these events in a way that he was planning to speak to us today and only God can do that we can go back in history or read stories and get good lessons from stories but the people that were part of these stories or history were not planning to speak to us today today But when we read the Word of God, we know that God was planning to speak to us today, tomorrow, and many years from now. From stories or a history or a moment like this. And this is what we find in this event. Jesus is raising a man who was dead. But when he did that, God wanted to speak to us today through this event that happen in history. And there are at least five important aspects of our humanity in connection with Christ that I find in these verses. At least five important aspects of our humanity that are in connection with Christ in these verses. These are love, worship, fear, death, and faith love worship fear death and faith let us start with love jesus is across the jordan because he has left judea because the religious leaders wanted to stone him because he was proclaiming that he was the son of god they were okay sort of okay with his works the miracles that he was doing because they didn't have a way to contradict what was evidence to everybody but they were not okay with Jesus words that he was the son of god therefore they wanted to stone him he left he crossed the jordan and he is in another place preaching good news to people that were believing in him because they saw that not even John the Baptist did the kind of things that Jesus did. Many were believing, and Jesus is preaching the gospel there. And there is a man who is ill, his close friend Lazarus of Bethany, which is a village close to Judea, about two miles from Judea. So Jesus is over here. He crossed the Jordan. The village is close to Judea. And this man is ill, and Mary and her sister Martha, the sisters of this man, sent a word to Jesus about their brother who was ill. Likely, when Jesus got the message, Lazarus was already dead. And Jesus speaks to his disciples and to those who are bringing the message, saying them, saying to them that this illness will not lead to death, but it was for the glory of God so that the Son of Man may be glorified. And John tells us that Jesus loved Martha, her sister Mary, and Lazarus. I think that there are some important things that we can read, at least in this first part, about love, about the love of Jesus for them, and about the love of Jesus for us. And I touched into some of these things last week, but so often I go home and I think, man, I missed something. And I wish I could come back to that. Thanks God, I'm here. And I can do that. Think about this. John tells us that Mary anointed the Lord With ointment and wipe his feet with her hair. This is something that John is going to say to us, he's gonna tell us in the following chapter, chapter 12. Why would he say that here in this moment? I think that it's important that maybe he said it because he wanted us and wanted them, wanted them, especially them, to know about which Mary he was talking about. Many people's names were mary in that context but i think that there is also something important that he wanted them and wanted us to know about the kind of relationship that mary had with jesus mary loved jesus think about this this is a clear expression of mary's love for jesus what Mary's doing here is basically worshiping Jesus. We know that there is also a sign here that she's doing through the providence of God that is pointing about Jesus' death and burial. But it's also an expression of her love for Jesus. Remember when the blind or the man who was blind believed in Jesus, the next thing that he did was that he worshiped. Jesus, He bowed down before Jesus. And what Mary is doing here is also worshiping Jesus. Why did she worship him? Because she loved him. Because she loved him. And I think that there is, that's important for us to think about. When we worship, we worship God and we worship Jesus because we are motivated by the love of that we have for him. And she did it with very practical things. She spent a lot of money in this ointment. You will read it in verse, in chapter 12. It's an expensive ointment, which he, she thinks that is more valuable or is, or is better to use that ointment to clean Jesus' feet. But not just that, she used her hair as a tower to wipe Jesus' feet. Again, this is a clear expression of Mary's love for Jesus. Also, Mary knew that Jesus loved her. She said to Jesus, or she sent word to Jesus saying, Lord, he whom you love is When she's saying that about Lazarus, I think that she also understood that about herself and her relationship with Jesus. That she understood that Jesus also loved her and loved her sister, Martha. Well, it's actually both of them are sending this word to Jesus. Lord, he whom you love is ill. Their understanding of Jesus' love was informing, instructing, and helping their plead. I was saying last week that this is almost like a prayer. Think about that. These are Martha and Mary praying to Jesus. And the way they pray to Jesus is with the understanding that they have about the kind of relationship that they have with Jesus. That Jesus... Love them, And they thought, they knew that if they will, in a sense, remind Jesus that Jesus loved Lazarus, Jesus would do something about him. Notice something. Sometimes we read these tests and we think that if we read it once and somebody asks us what happened, we think that what happened here is that Mary and Martha said, Jesus, can you calm down because our brother is ill, the one you loved? But they never said that. Think about this. They never said, can you calm down because our brother, your good friend, is ill. Why they didn't say that? I think that is possible because they trusted Jesus' love to do the right thing. They didn't have to say to Jesus, calm down, because they knew that if Jesus knew that Lazarus was ill, he would do something about it. Why? Because they knew Jesus loved them. So we're seeing first, they loved Jesus. Mary loved Jesus so much that she worshipped Jesus. Jesus with all she had but she also both of them knew that Jesus loved them and that helped them in their prayer to Jesus. Think about you asking a person that you know that you loved that that person loved you for something that gives you great confidence in coming before that person. Third and I think that is also very important is that we know that Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. So it is not just that Martha and Mary loved Jesus, that they thought that Jesus loved them, but we know for sure that Jesus loved them because John tells us that. And you know that when John wrote these words, he was inspired. By God. Therefore, we know for sure that Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. How much did he love them? I asked last week. Enough to die for them on the cross. That was the kind of love that Jesus had for Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. How much Mary loved Jesus enough to anoint Jesus with expensive ointment, probably all she had, and wipe his feet with her hair. How much Jesus loved them enough to go to the cross and die for them on the cross. This is how Jesus loved you and me. Sometimes we read this story and we think that there is just a special relationship between Jesus, Lazarus, Martha, and Mary. And we probably don't have the kind of relationship that they have, but actually Jesus also died for you and me. Therefore, we understand also that he loved us. That's how we pray to him, or that's how we should pray to him, with that confidence. Sometimes this is a lesson about how we pray. We can pray trusting that Jesus will do the, the right thing, will do the best for us. It's not that we're reminding Jesus that he loved us, but that as we bring before him our prayer, we're, we're reminding ourselves that he loved us. Therefore, that helps us to trust in Jesus. Second, worship Now Jesus loved Martha and Mary, her sister, and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days. Again, I was saying last week, sometimes that doesn't make a lot of sense. Because the reason why he stayed two days is because he loved them. I think that we will expect that this story or this story, it will go something like Jesus heard that Lazarus was ill and he ran away right away. He left ministry in Jordan or across the Jordan and went straight to Bethany to take care of Lazarus. But no, he stayed there two days. Why did he stay? Why did Jesus stay? Days. I think he stayed because he loved them so much. He loved them so much that he wanted them to to experience the most important thing that anybody needs to experience in life, which is the opportunity to witness the glory of Christ and therefore worship Him. What is the chief end of men? is to glorify God and enjoy His presence forever. But that doesn't mean only that the chief obligation of man is to glorify God, but it is also that the chief joy of man is to glorify God. Sometimes we, stay, we stop in to glorify God and we miss the rest of the Of the sentence, which is to enjoy his presence forever. Therefore, when Jesus stayed two days, he wanted to magnify in front of their eyes his glory so that they could worship him. They could worship him. Remember, this illness was not about death, it wasn't supposed to lead to death, but it was supposed to lead to the glory of God so that the Son of Man may be glorified. People will witness. Mary will witness and Martha will witness. The disciple will witness the glory of God and they will be able to worship Him and fulfill the most important thing that they needed in their lives. If Jesus would have gone rather fast than waiting two days, let's say that he would have maybe be able to get there before Lazarus was buried. Remember that by the time when the, the message arrived, likely Lazarus was dead. We have three instances in the Bible where Jesus raised people. One is the son of a widow Niam of Niam. We find this in Luke chapter 7. Also Jairus' daughter, Luke chapter 8. And then we have Lazarus. The thing that the son of the widow and Jairus' daughter had in common is that they were no buried when Jesus raised them. And... It doesn't mean that Lazarus' death is more amazing than the other ones because they were, the three of them were dead. But at least in the perception of people, they may have thought or some people may have thought that it was easier for Jesus to raise uh, the son of the widow and Jairus' daughter than Jesus raising Lazarus. In fact, think about this. What Martha and Mary said to Jesus, he's already buried. Smell. There is no way you can fix that. Maybe we have heard about the son of the widow or Jairus' daughter, and there might have been hope there, but not here. But Jesus again wanted to magnify for them the miracle. So that they could worship him. And by worship him, fulfilling the end of their life, which is to glorify God. Third aspect, fear. Verse 7, after this, he said to his disciples, let us go to Judea again. Think about this. He didn't say, let us go to Bethany here is where Jesus is, the Jordan, Bethany, Judea. He could have said, let's go to Bethany. But I think that he is saying, let us go to Judea because he wanted to challenge their faith. It is almost as Jesus is staying two more days. Staying two more days, pushing the boundary. Challenge their faith, let us go to Judea. Why? Because he knew what would be their response. Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to storm you. Are you going there again? Think about what the disciples are thinking when they say this. They think that Jesus is now in control. They think that there is a chance that the Jews actually could storm him. They forgot that actually when they were ready to storm him or arrest him, he just left. In front of them, there was nobody rescuing Jesus. He had the power to live. But their faith was still small. Therefore, they thought, this time we were able to escape. I don't know about going back there. I don't know what is going to happen next time. They were experiencing fear. Therefore, Jesus responds with this metaphor. Are there no 12 hours in a day? And he says this because at that time, daylight was considered to be 12 hours. So it means that depending on the season of the year, an hour could be shorter or longer. And the point is that people will only go out and walk outside and do work during daylight. Because there was there were no streetlights, it was very dangerous. You will stumble, you will get hurt, or attacked by an animal. And then he says, "If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble, because he sees the light of the world. The light of the world. Who is the light of the world?" Jesus is the light of the world. What Jesus was saying to them, if you are with me, you are with the light of the world. Therefore, you don't need to be afraid. We can go back, not just to Bethany, but to Jerusalem. If you are with me, you're saved. But if anyone walks in the night, the Jews, the Pharisees, the religious leaders, anyone who does not believe in Jesus, he stumbles because the light is not in him. Therefore, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid if you are with Jesus. Regardless, whatever it is. Martha, Mary, afraid of her brother not being able to come back to life. The disciples afraid of being killed by the Jews, they did not need to be afraid as it is for us today. Do not fear if the light of the world is with you in any circumstance, in any circumstance. Death, you see, by God's providence today, we have in our Westminster Confession question, Chris talking about death. And I say by the providence of God, because we didn't talk about this, we didn't put it there. It's just that's the question for today. And I'm glad that Chris did a good job explaining the question. Jesus said to the disciples, Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awake him. The disciples kind of misunderstood. Misunderstood. I'm saying good to Chris, who is back there. The disciples misunderstood what Jesus said. Didn't Jesus know that they would misunderstand? Yes. But he wanted to make a point. And I would just add to what Chris was saying, that the point is that for a Christian, dying is dying. It's like going to sleep. It's not that we are unconscious because we're conscious. We are with God immediately. But as terrible as death is, it is just transferring from one place to another. We don't mourn without hope. We have hope. That's why a Christian funeral is different. Funeral is different to a funeral of somebody who has no faith. Now, it is interesting that even in the answer of the disciples, which is wrong, they were were saying something that was right. Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will recover. Yes! It's nothing. You are with God. You are with the light of the world. You don't need to be afraid. Jesus was speaking about death. And they thought that... He was talking about taking a break or resting. Then Jesus speaks to them plainly. Lazarus has died. And in this topic of life and death, we could make a series of sermons if we wanted to expand on that. Then we're going to move to faith. Faith. Jesus said, Lazarus has died and for your sake i'm glad and rejoicing and so happy that i wasn't there for your sake think about this why was jesus rejoicing that he wasn't there you know why because of the same reason he didn't he stayed 2 days he loved them so much. He loved the disciples so much that he knew that the most important thing that they needed in life is that they might believe in him. Because he knew that if they believed in him, they will have eternal life. That was more important than Lazarus, no suffering. Martha and Mary, no suffering. Actually, think about this. Jesus, no going through the sadness as well. Because Jesus cried. And he didn't cry, we'll see later, because he's pretending he cried because he also suffered as seeing the suffering of Martha and Mary and those around him. But Jesus knew that it was more important for him to Even suffered as he saw others suffering, even going to the cross and suffering at the cross, if they might be saved because they believed. Therefore, Jesus was so glad and rejoiced that he wasn't there because they had the opportunity. To experience the glory of Christ, therefore believe, therefore worship him, therefore fulfilling the end of their lives, which is to glorify God. Lazarus' death was not meant to end in death, but into the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified, so that they might believe, so that they might believe. I would like to encourage you as I was encouraged this week as, as I was looking at this test to think about this. When we think about Jesus and our connection with Jesus, we, we often think about salvation, redemption, justification. We think about our sanctification. We think about our glorification. And these are Maybe for some of you big words, we can talk about them later if you want. But we think about all the benefits that Jesus has given us through his death. But so often we don't think about love. We don't think about how much Jesus loved us. This is actually the greatest gift that we have ever received from him that he loves us because it is because he loves us that he went to the cross and it is because he loved you and me that you can trust him and come to say to him and say lord the one you love needs you and i know that you will do the right thing let us pray heavenly father we thank you that You love the world, that you send your only son, our Lord Jesus, to die on the cross. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you loved us so much that you gave your life for us. And we pray, Lord, that you will help us to trust in your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.